I feel like what I do like about DBT is that it is very, I don't know, it pulls from like evidence-based treatment, right? Which is like CBT and, and acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, and like, I don't know, complementary of one another and, and like creates this very like specific type of approach mm. um, where my, where I feel like it doesn't typically go into is like childhood and like you know yeah. your, your past life and what that sort of um i don't know brings to you now and mm-hmm. like how that's like i don't know shifted yeah. who you are as a person which um you know i think is good on its own you know so if i feel the need to sort of go there i definitely will sure um but in the meantime it's really just like focused in the here and now you know so yeah, like that's good um kind of creating or really just what it is that you're dealing with today and like solving problems like today and and sort of like keeping them kind of like right here like right within like dbt like guidelines right of course yeah um so that everything will should fall into like four components of dbt and, and that includes like mindfulness strategies um interpersonal effectiveness um emotional regulation and um um distress tolerance okay okay uh so the thing that sort of stuck out to me that i don't like believe in like very much is like mindfulness right and the fact that they sort of took mindfulness and like used it in a big way um so i actually would like to I, i like went over this like a million times in my head and how I could like explain this to you without like overwhelming you with all this information because it's a lot to sort of like you know keep um so it's what I really like thought that would be helpful is kind of keeping things in like the present moment Mm -hmm. right in the here and now and uh and using like these four components and and like really fitting your life into into something like this right uh, so it's very specific and there's really no way of like kind of going past it. Okay. So, um, something else that I did, well, I actually, I would like to sort of go into like, I don't know what you, what you feel is mindful in, in your life now. Yeah. Well, it's so ironic because hmm. I literally, I teach yoga. Life. I've been teaching over for a very long, not a very long time, but a few years and I meditate an hour every single day, and I absolutely suck at being present in my life. Like, I'm always dwelling on the past, or I'm always worrying about the future, and there's, the only time I'm really mindful is when I'm actually in meditation, but I can't be in meditation 24 hours a day. Like, sure, so within that, like, one hour, um, and, and, like, being in this sort of, like, state of mind, is it, do you find yourself often, like, drifting away and, like, thinking sort of, like, you know, these ruminating thoughts? Sometimes, but it's really, it's fairly easy for me to bring myself back into the moment because I've been meditating for maybe 10 years. Right. But other than that, like in my daily life, I notice myself always sort of romanticizing the past and getting these nostalgic feelings or worrying about the future. And it's really, I'm never in the actual present moment. I'd say 50% of the day. So it's, that's really important. Gotcha. Do you meditate every day? Yeah. Okay. Is that how you start off your, your day? Or yeah. Or like throughout the day you sort of fit it in? I'll usually do 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes before I go to bed. Okay. So. 
And you've been doing this for 10 years. Since I was about 14, but I didn't didn't meditate an hour a day when I was 14. Gotcha. It was more like 10 minutes, and then when I became like 20, it was like 30 minutes, and I've just been adding up. Mm, so. Okay, so how long has it been sort of steady, like uh, where you, I don't know, have been sort of on with this, and, and there really hasn't been any like type of... I'd say about two years. Okay. Yeah, now that I'm unemployed, it's a lot easier to meditate an hour a day. When I was working, it was more so like 30 minutes. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Um, did you find there to be like a huge difference in, in sort of keeping up with, with like a habit every single day as opposed to not? Yeah, I notice I feel so much better when I meditate. And even in the summer, now it's winter, it's kind of nice out today, but yeah. in the summer I'll take like an hour walk every day and... I'm more mindful then when I'm in nature. Right. Um, right, focused on your environment. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but now it's just kind of hard because the weather is up and down, and I don't want to be in 30-degree weather walking. So right. it's more so in the yoga I do every day and the meditation I do every day that I'm mindful, but kind of outside of that, mm-hmm. it's harder to implement. Mm-hmm. And do you feel that meditating has sort of brought you into, like, different – or being mindful in, in different parts of your life? Yeah. Yeah. I try. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And it definitely needs to get stronger the more you use it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but something that you sort of said with walking is like the like exactly what I'm thinking, right? Um, with being aware of your environment where you sort of have, like are focused on one thing and you really can't uh, like deviate from that, mm-hmm. right? Or like minds are like not capable of sort of I don't know, like entertaining multiple ideas at the same time, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why DBT is like super, super effective and in, in like, I don't know, like stopping urges, right? And, and like risky behavior and self-harm, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, because you sort of have to self-soothe and be able to focus on your environment where you can't really like have these ruminating thoughts and they yeah. eventually will uh, like not disappear, but like disperse like mm-hmm. slowly yeah um so that is something that i actually do you know about the the five four three two one grounding technique with the breath N- uh no so okay. this is yeah this is um actually very simple when you I, I i thought about texting you like the exact things um just because what i'm about to say is like kind of all over the place <laughs> yeah. um but so the five, four, three, two, one, it's um, five things you can see, four things you can touch, three oh. things you can smell, two things you can taste, and one thing you can hear, right? And and this, like, can be done under a minute. Um, but it's, like, remembering the actual, like, how many things and, like, yeah. the numbers, <laughs> uh, which, you know, will get confusing at times. So I like to have sort of, like, worksheets or being able to, like, text it in, in like, a paragraph and being yeah. able to, like, explain to you what it is. Um, just because that is keeping you focused on your environment. Yeah. Um, so I remember you saying uh, there was history of self-harm. Yeah. And I wanted to know, like, the most recent time. I couldn't think if it was two months or if it was two years. Two years, two yeah. Years. Okay. About two years. Right. I haven't self-harmed in a while. Mm-hmm. And you do get these urges. So. Occasionally, but I won't act on them. Right. Yeah. And what sort of keeps, like, these urges kind of out bay? Because it might be something that you're doing, and, and you might not, like, be aware of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I would just say that a lot of it has been 
thoughts like I'm 26 years old like I'm past that and it's not saying oh once you reach a certain age you shouldn't self-harm everyone's different but Mm -hmm. I kind of think that that urge to self-harm is like my angry like younger self inside me like wanting to rebel and I just it's not worth it anymore going and back there. Uh, you're 100% true that's like taking control in in your own hands you yeah know? and it's like something you're actually able to control and like sort yeah. of relieve pain in in temporary time um okay and and that actually if that works for you then that works for you you know to sort of like think of it in that way yeah I very I like really I love the word angry like I, I love that you know and explaining like if that was you then and and this is like sort of you in like this little bubble um you know how you sort of changed and like things have sort of shifted yeah you know and I know it will pass when I get the urge I just kind of have to do something else mm-hmm. and then 10 minutes later it's usually gone yeah so. so like rule of thumb here is that urges usually last like 20 minutes okay okay so um that typically after that things these urges will pass um so to sort of do something in those 20 minutes that is for yourself Mm -hmm. you know that will sort of like not make you feel guilty or like will make you sort of feel better like my sister always says like thank uh my future self thanks my past self thanks me yeah you know in the future um and and that idea is like very like very similar to this Mm -hmm. you know um yeah where you sort of do something in the meantime that will better yourself and, and yeah. you are able to sort of go back to because it has worked, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like an effective way of sort of dealing with the time being, right? So that's yeah. kind of why I wanted to talk about, like, the grounding technique. Um, yeah. So I will send you, like, a text message. Sure. Because um, I felt like those, like, five things is can, yeah. it can get confusing, but the moment <laughs> you, like, get it down, it's like, like I was doing it yesterday, right? And I'm like, things I can see and and like just sitting there with myself you know like being able to like spend this time like and focused on your environment you know like where you're not able to sort of focus on something else um so kind of creating like here and now stuff um instead of sort of like moving past to like these like rigid guidelines you know yeah that's like how I kind of want you to sort of think okay like create things like in in the here and now creating things like in this kind of square mm-hmm. and it's sort of flexible you know so you can sort of fit in any way um so you did say I I remember you saying last time that um being sort of in this new relationship and and like things sort of you know not like being normal basically right or you kind of are missing like some of the chaotic stuff um yeah. What are you thinking? A lot has come up in the last week in my relationship. That's What's going on? Hard time communicating um, because I have, in the past, when I've expressed myself or I've been honest, it's either like the person retaliated against me or made me feel bad for addressing my own needs. So in my mind, I think when I speak my truth, I hurt other people. Okay. So something has been arising that I need to address but I haven't been able to communicate it to him so I just keep festering and getting more resentful Mm -hmm. and it's not healthy (laughs) so you want to talk about what it is that is was your sex life like with like past relationships was it more exciting it was really bad my my sex life in the past I've had like a long history of like sexual trauma so this is the first relationship that's it feels more consensual. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So my sex life was never really great. So I think asserting my own needs, especially in the bedroom, is super hard because of that. Um, Because anytime I'd have sex in the past, it felt like I didn't want to. I was just doing it to please someone else or I felt obligated to do it. So it's been hard trying to find that, like, sexual empowerment piece in my relationships. It's almost like this this relationship is, like, your chance to sort of go about it differently and these thoughts are sort of, like, coming up. Do you think that, is it this only thing that wants, or part of you wants to break up with him? Is it, like, because of this or is it... Is there other things sort of happening that is, like, kind of building up where you have feelings of wanting to break up with this person? I would say that's the really the only thing. Because mm-hmm. um, everything else, like, he's so sweet. <laughs> it's just this piece, and I'm kind of... Um, I don't know, as we get closer, I feel like more of a push to, like, break up with him mm-hmm. for some weird reason. Like, I want to move to like Arizona tomorrow if I could and he's like would I be able to move with you like I'd want to come with you and I was like absolutely not did you say that yeah okay (laughs) and he's like why won't you just let me love you and I'm just like nope Mm -hmm. so I think I'm using this kind of as like a catalyst to just like make everything worse in our relationship So. so for you to sort of like speak your truth here and say like know if I moved to Arizona like you were not coming with me you know what what sort of gave you that courage that bravery to sort of say that because that is like really standing your ground there (laughs) um I don't know it didn't feel brave in the moment it just kind of felt like defensive Mm. so that's a good question yeah Yeah, I, I actually, I wouldn't have gotten, like, defensive. Like, I just, I, like, didn't, my mind didn't go there. You know, my mind was, like, damn, that is powerful. Like, <laughs> she, she said that, you know, she stuck it to him. Yeah. Um, and, and how did he react? Was it, like, I were you scared? Got, were you... I think he got sad. But. Did that make you sad? No, in, a, in like, a sadistic way, it kind of made me happy. Okay. Because I'm trying to, like, psychoanalyze it. Like, I don't know, seeing him sad that I'm moving might make me happy because it means he actually cares about me. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of a protective mechanism, I guess, that I want to move far away from him so that I have to, I can cut the relationship before it gets more involved. Yeah, yeah, you sort of have control there if you're able to do that. Yeah. And you're not able to get hurt. You're almost, like... I don't know, initiating the pain and, and mm-hmm. there's like that disconnect where you yeah. sort of, yeah. I hear that. It's okay. I like the fact that you said that, you know, that you're able to sort of like go there and like speak like not judgmentally almost, you know, like able to sort of say that. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so with, I mean, has there ever been any other times where he, you know, you sort of like ran something by him and and he was like kind of defensive or or like closed off no and that's why I don't know why I can't assert myself to him because he's very receptive Mm -hmm. he's like quick to apologize he's like very open-minded and like I'm sure he would want to know 
he told me if something he ever does bothers me to like let him know Mm -hmm. so I don't know why I'm so afraid to say this because I guess it's very strange in my last relationship anytime I would do something wrong and my ex would bring it up I would get so mad at him and like I would I think it was because I was embarrassed or I felt ashamed because I think a lot of it comes down to shame but I don't want that unhealthy pattern with Nick Mm -hmm. but it's really hard to kind of break that dynamic Mm -hmm. so right um do you feel that he would sort of feel embarrassed himself that he's like maybe not able to like please you in this way yeah because guys a lot of them sort of connect that with their manliness Mm -hmm. so I guess I feel bad because I don't want him to be embarrassed or to feel bad Mm -hmm. so I kind of just like stuff it down and I've been trying to just get over it but it's not working it's making me more angry right and and it's not really being spoken about so it's there's a lot of like like you said festering I love that word festering because it's true you can almost like imagine it because it's like this right and it's getting bigger um do you think that these feelings would be I don't know, relieved off of your shoulders and you would sort of, like, do you think that, you know, if you said this thing to him and and it improved because he seems receptive, do you think that your feelings would still be there? Like, that you didn't want to, that you wanted to break up with him? I don't know. I feel like I would find something else to be unhappy about. (laughs) But... I think I would kind of feel better if I told him this and he did something to change it. But if I told him and he didn't, I would be livid. Right. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But he hasn't given you any type of evidence to sort of support that thought. Yeah. Right. Like maybe he's really happy with it and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I don't want him to be disappointed. But he's not a mind reader. So how is he supposed to know? I also think that it's important to know that you almost, like, have the control here. Like, this is, like, a healthy relationship, and you want it to sort of be different than your other ones, you know? So how do you sort of expect that if you go about it the same ways? Yeah. You know? It's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, is there, do you think that there's an easier way to sort of, like, maybe tell him? Because I know that you sort of were hinting it to him. Yeah, I was. (laughs) But men are also men. That's so true. Um, so I'm not sure if that will get you, like, super far, but if text was, like, a way to sort of distance yourself and still have the communication, you know, where it's safe and you won't, like, have kind of a big reaction from someone that's kind of close to you, like, in proximity-wise, um, I think that could also be a way to sort of use that to your advantage, you know, like, to be able to, like, speak what it is that you need to say, um, but in a form where you feel, like, the safest. Like texting. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, going into it, you know? Yeah. Um, because if things could sort of be resolved in this way, and, and like, you know, Nick realizes, like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I don't think things can sort of get there until, like, you, you are ready to sort of say that to him. Yeah. You know? And if you're ready to sort of take that, like, relationship and, like, put it almost, like, aside from, like, your other ones, you know, and realize that yeah. this is something different, and I want to create something different out of it. Yeah. You know, that's, like, something that you need to sit with because I don't think, I mean, it will be treated exactly the same if you sort of, you know, go about it in the same ways. I know. Yeah, you can't just expect someone to know what they're doing that's not 
making you happy. You kind of, I mean, that'd be great if they did, but if I was doing something that upset him, I'd want him to tell me. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of, like, owe him that same regard. Right, and since we are practicing DBT, um, one of the main components is interpersonal effectiveness. You know, like your your interpersonal relationships working. Um, so there's something called the, I believe it's the opposite action. So it's uh, whatever sort of emotion that you're feeling right now, and it'd be like feeling the opposite emotion. So if you were, I don't know, like really pissed off in life right now, um, what would be the opposite emotion of that and feeling and feeling those Mm, and it's like it's hard (laughs) yeah oh yeah but it's it's a really great way to sort of think about it you know because I think that sort of gets you to a place where you can almost envision something happening if if things were done differently you know you can almost like visualize kind of like the end concept here like something that you might want to feel instead of what you're feeling now you know yeah that's that's a good thing to practice I would imagine that it's difficult if in the moment I'm for example, last night I was really upset over something, and Nick was very, like, comforting and supportive to me, but in that moment when I was feeling very, like, frustrated and disappointed to try to feel, I guess, grateful for the situation or happy, I imagine that would be challenging. Mm-hmm. So. So how long do you think that you would want to go with not telling him? I, I don't think I could go another night, honestly. I might try to tell him today because... So this is about solving problems <sighs> like today, now, in the here and now, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so let's think of it. Let's think of a way that you can sort of go about it. Well, I'm going to see him later. Mm-hmm. He's coming to my house. I usually go to his house. But maybe I'll try to bring it up later. Because I don't want to text him mm-hmm. after I get out of here because he's at work. And he gotcha. would just be like, what? Right, right. <laughs> and that can like be right. Yeah, that would be I think the wrong time. So I'd have to find a good time to. I like the text idea because then I can reread what I want to say, make sure I'm articulating it the way I want to, and I have a bit of a time delay. Because like if it was me and him right now, he says something, I could easily get triggered, and then I could sure. flash back at him, which isn't nice. So. Mm-hmm. So I think in those times where you maybe are, like, quick to sort of react or, like, I don't know, do something in a certain way, I think the opposite action would sort of play, like, perfectly, you know, and, like, taking the moment to sort of, like, do something that is keeping your, I don't know, mind in, like, your environment and focused on, like, something that's sort of, like, tangible, you know, where your mind can't really, like, go off and then thinking of, of what your opposite reaction would be. You know, and and then sort of having like two different pictures here, you know, and then how you can sort of get to this certain place. But in the meantime, like preventative actions, keeping your mind in your environment, you know, keeping yourself grounded. Yeah. Uh, so you don't sort of like skew away from, from that, you know, and like, I don't know, create regret later because, you know, you sort of fall back into your own, into your own habits, you know. And that's, I think that's human nature, you know, we're creatures of habit and that sort of will happen. Um, but to sort of create, like, these, like, preventative boundaries, um, yeah. I think is important. And to, like, have that sort of be practiced and, like, reminded, you know, in sort of, like, everyday life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually would like you to sort of, like, keep track of, like, emotions, you know, okay. and, like, um, 
where you are able to like maybe take a day and like sort of step back and and do things that are maybe out of like your comfort zone you know so if you're able to sort of do your grounding techniques right and like keep you like kind of like occupied in the in the time being and like how that would sort of affect like your your typical your typical day you know and like how you sort of would be able to like go about it differently because you sort of have all these like different Mm. tools you know and like the things that you sort of might get out of it um as opposed to like any other Tuesday or whatever it is yeah you know okay I remember in the past I would keep like a I don't know if it was a mood log Hmm. so I think that's maybe similar to the emotion because my mood definitely fluctuates easily Mm -hmm. less so than it did in the past but I could go from being happy to being very depressed in like a matter of seconds so my mood is can fluctuate for sure Mm -hmm. right and sort of being able to like have like that time buffer where that sort of happens where your mood like eventually will like be this you know and like being able to like use your preventative stuff yeah you know yeah um and i like being able to like do things that are maybe under a minute to like self-soothe and like get you sort of like right back to center yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, the five, I, in the past I used the five, I wasn't the four, five, four, three, two, one, mm-hmm. um, similar though, I had a bracelet that my counselor gave me and she's like, anytime you see this bracelet, I want you to notice what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're hearing. So it's similar, but just not the same, like five, four, three, two, one. Right. But I did find it very helpful. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like that technique. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I, I will definitely like send you a text of like the numbers and the actual things yeah um okay so back to this like situation if if nick is coming over your house how would you sort of go about it like what is your sort of defensive and like old i don't know these ways that you like don't want to bring into this relationship like how, how can we sort of like create that disconnect I think in the past I either like wouldn't say anything or even today it was very random I was working out before and I had this thought like just start a fight with him like angry face mm-hmm. and I was just like why would I do that that's not effective and that's not very kind mm-hmm. so I'm not going to do that I'm not going to start a fight um or like accuse him of anything because in the past I might have done that mm-hmm. um I think I would just be like, hey, I just want to, even talking about it, I'm getting, like, squirmish. I don't yeah. know why it's so hard for me. Like, maybe because it's not something that you've done? Yeah, I've not really done that before. Mm-hmm. There's a completely, like, different reaction that you probably will get, you know, and it's almost like the fear of the unknown. You're not really sure how this person is going to respond if you're doing things, like, the most effective way that you know how. You know, but if this yeah. person is sort of like on the same level or like kind of the same energy that you like yeah. say that he should. Yeah. He's very mature, um, but I just, in my mind, I get so much anxiety thinking about it. And it's like 95% of situations where you make something so much worse out to be than it actually is. And then you do it or you say it and you get it over with and the person's usually like, okay, cool, mm-hmm. I won't do that anymore. And you're just like, wow, that was easy. Right. <laughs> Has it ever happened to you? Yeah, it's happened so many times. Mm-hmm. So, I but think... But maybe not in, like, in, like, bedroom talk. No. Okay. Yeah. Definitely not, but... So you know it's, like, there's... it's cap- You're capable of sort of doing that and, like, being able to go there. 
Mm -hmm. um, but it's just never been like sort of these like circumstances where it's like um, almost like like primal, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's harder for some reason, like sexually, because there's. I don't know why it would be harder, but I do think it is more difficult sexually. Mm -hmm. So freeze right now. If you think that these are feelings that might be difficult in the time, what is the opposite effect of that? What's something that could happen? That this conversation might go more smooth, right? I, um, I think it will go smooth, honestly. And I think then it would kind of solve the problem and I wouldn't be harboring the resentment anymore. Mm -hmm. So it would kind of solve the problem. Hopefully. But I guess I'm just worried that it won't. Mm -hmm. And what do you, what's your like worst case scenario? What do you think will happen? He just keeps doing what he's doing and then I'll be like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And I think for me it would feel like because it's not reciprocated like what I do to him he doesn't do to me so I think I would feel for whatever reason like undesirable or that something's wrong with me that he doesn't want to go there mm -hmm. it will be like oh he doesn't want me and then part of me I guess will feel used sexually yeah which I felt a lot in my life and it's kind of a shitty feeling like I want to please him but he doesn't care about pleasing me and then that just harbors more resentment. All right. So that's the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But best case scenario is it's fixed and then I can move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and it will be like more satisfying. So that's best case scenario. Mm -hmm. And they really, there won't be like, like feelings of not being wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That seems like it's coming like I don't know like do you think that would be coming from like your own your own self-esteem stuff like yeah and a lot of judgment or assumptions I've had about men in the past that they only care about getting themselves off like men just want to use women as objects just to like get off and they don't care if it's if the woman is the woman is experiencing like a good time either Right. So it would kind of just validate that, um, like, notion I have, I guess, about men. Mm -hmm. So. So the only way that we can solve these things is if we sort of deal with them in the present. Yeah. And I think it might be actually easier if you are able to sort of maybe practice or kind of go over what it is that you do want to say and what you want to stay away from. Yeah. You I've know? learned... To not say you. It's like so um, cliche, but like effective communication. I've been trying to work on for a very long time. And instead of saying like, we try out different positions. I, I think it's really like, I don't know, fun or something when like a turn on. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So reframing it, like restating it to where it's like, oh, in his mind, maybe he'll think like, oh, okay, she likes that. I'll do that more. Mm -hmm. So, that's, I don't know if that's a good strategy. I like it. I think that sounds, that's awesome, you know, yeah. because it almost takes, like, the pressure off. Um, not, like, you as well, but, like, him, too, you know, and it's, like, kind yeah. of, like, 
it's almost like there's a weight kind of taken mm-hmm. off when those that language is not being used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, do, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> What's something that you don't want to say or, or go with besides, like, the language? Is there any type of, like, I don't, like, as far, I'm thinking, like, kind of immediate stuff, you know, like, raising the voice, kind of, you know, walking around, like, pacing, you know what I mean? Like, kind of things that will get you fired up. Yeah, so when I'm in, uh, not that this would be a conflict, but when I feel some sort of tension in the air or that potentially a conflict could arise, Mm -hmm. I shut down. Like, I will go mute and I'll dissociate, like, 100%. I will, like, leave my body. And that happened so much in my last relationship that it was impossible to communicate effectively because I would just become, like, stonewall and, like, not be able to move or, like, talk. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm just kind of worried about that happening. Mm -hmm. How did you, in the past, almost, like, move away from that? How How did you get yourself out of that? I would just have to leave. Okay. Like, I would leave my so boyfriend's So it's like the flight, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I haven't found any useful way to kind of break that pattern. Right. It's been really hard. So, yeah, because, like, in several years ago when I was in a very, like, abusive relationship, he would yell at me, so I would kind of, like, shut down and leave my body, and it kind of became this, like, automatic response anytime I feel that someone could get angry or I'm causing a problem because he would always say like you're causing issues like nothing's wrong so I would just kind of like become frozen right so I I guess I'm scared of that happening Mm -hmm. so and that has not happened in this relationship no Nick would never yell at me (laughs) I've never even seen him get upset over anything you know there's a part of you that is like super confident about like how you feel almost about this person like you know for a fact that this person is not going to do this like he probably wouldn't write, like, I know, like, my boy, I'm thinking of my boyfriend, I know for a fact that that man would never raise his voice, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. something like that. Um, for, so, for you to have sort of those, like, confident, like, parts of you, you know, I'd like for you to, like, channel that more, you know, yeah. and be able to, like, I don't know, like, make sure that that is a reminder, you know, that you know that these things are something that you sort of have, like, a gut feeling about, and, and keep yeah. those close with you. Okay. You know? That's, I didn't even recognize that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah how do you think that he would take it I would like it, it, I mean you've been dating for how long two months yeah not very long mm-hmm. do you think that he just like I don't know like just doesn't like know how to <laughs> probably a lot of like it almost seems like pressure intimidating you know? too <laughs> yeah for sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. because I he know. like I don't know I feel like he might think like if he does and like you know you don't end up like actually like (laughs) yeah that for him probably could be like I don't know a huge self-esteem thing and so I'm just not going to do it Mm -hmm. because then I can't get that sort of rejection from her I know you know what I mean that's probably it but in my mind I'm like internalizing it I'm like he thinks I'm gross right (laughs) but I can't keep doing this we've been dating two months and I'm already like coming very unfulfilling mm-hmm. but I think he's probably scared mm-hmm. honestly if I was hypothesizing what right. the cause yeah, was it, it probably I mean I'm sure it's probably intimidating you mm-hmm. know yeah um yeah so I, I 
definitely feel like there's like so many different parts to this mm -hmm. you know and the part that is like that might be more practical you know like that comes from like a rational place where he is like feeling these emotions because it's like kind of scary yeah um and then there's parts that you're sort of reacting to like emotionally mm -hmm. you know yeah and it's like kind of combining the two which is like kind of huge parts of dbt where you react like emotionally you know and then you, re you react from like a rational part of you and it's like mm -hmm. combining the two in like an elevated way um that's called like the wise mind which is not okay. my words obviously yeah um, i would never i don't know i feel like <laughs> words are a little bit outdated but that is like y using like the the best of both worlds yeah you know and kind of using that like to your advantage there yeah um so stay emotional not completely like out of it where you're able to sort of disassociate and like kind of keep yourself like you know out of body yeah um staying emotional in that sense uh but but coming from that rational place as well and being bringing in sort of like those parts of it yeah into it yeah i definitely want to be rational about this so I don't want to just keep pushing the problem off, honestly. Right, because it almost is like, it's like self-sabotage. Yeah, 100%. I know it's going to get worse if I just keep pushing it off, and I'm just here, like, pushing it off. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> so if you are able to sort of, I don't know, like, keep, just keep those things in the back of your head, you know, you have, like, two sides here, and it's the emotional and the rational, you yeah. know? And, and men typically, like come from a like a I would like to say more of a rational part of it um sometimes you know um, yeah, ideally yes ideally in this sense it seems like it is yeah um so to sort of like if if he might be missing like the emotional piece like you can sort of add that in there and like I don't know have it sort of see that it's okay like you know you're sort of making yourself vulnerable and so is he you know and you guys are sort of doing this in real time you know where emotions and feelings and things are sort of set as opposed to things sort of like ruminating in the back of your head yeah you know all right i'm gonna try to say something tonight <laughs> mm -hmm. i'm gonna shoot you a text tomorrow okay morning. yeah i, I need to be held accountable or else i'm not gonna do it mm -hmm. <laughs> i will definitely do that cool <laughs> okay deep breaths here you got this Good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I'll try my best. Because if there's anything that I feel like I know so far is that you don't want to take on, like, you know, previous things or, like, old emotions, you know, yeah. that are, like, I don't know, like, maybe you didn't get a complete answer to or you're not sure why someone felt like this and it kind of sticks with you does, and yeah. kind of, like, you know, hurt people, hurt people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, we're sort of preventing that stuff. Trying, yes. Trying, <laughs> yes. 